Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 908, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Let's read our passage. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, so that you won't grow weary and give up. This is the book of Hebrews. This is a letter or a written sermon to a group of Jewish Christians. They're experiencing persecution as Christians, and the temptation is for them to fall away from Christianity, fall back into Judaism. And the author of Hebrews is arguing that knows Christ is superior to anything they could go back to. Christ is superior to angels, superior to Moses, superior to the Old Testament priesthood. Christ is the new high priest, and he has a new covenant. So the challenge is to live by faith. We just completed chapter 11 was all these heroes of the faith, all these people who really did live by faith, even though they didn't see the big promise. Many of them experienced some promises along the way, but none of them experienced the promise that is salvation in Christ, which was yet to come. But they lived by faith, meaning they believed God, they trusted God, and they obeyed God. Now we're in chapter 12. Verse 1, he says, Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. It begins with therefore. We see therefore a lot in the Bible, but there's only two times this particular word that gets translated as therefore occurs. Here and once in 1 Thessalonians. This is a very emphatic therefore. So he's saying, for this reason, and he's really, this is a a big capitalized therefore. So because of all we see in chapter 11, all these heroes of the faith, therefore, in light of all that, then he explains it more, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Now, too often we get a mental image of this, of this large cloud of spectators cheering us on because the theme is an athletic contest, running a race. And this large cloud of witnesses, they're watching us, they're cheering us on, encouraging us. That's not the context that he's using here, the meaning. So when he says witnesses, don't think spectators, people witnessing what we do. Think of witnesses testifying about the truth. So these witnesses, these are the heroes of the faith who have testified about their faith by how they live. They have spoken what is true about faith. And that, that's the sense of which he's using witnesses. So we have this large cloud of witnesses, this big bunch, this great amount of heroes of the faith who have testified about what faith actually looks like. Now, the word gets translated 
witness is the word martis. That's where we get the English word martyr. It's not being used so much in the sense of martyr at this time, but over the next couple of generations, it will take on that tense. And so when we speak about the witnesses, those who have testified about their faith, we're also saying they are martyrs, that they have died for their faith. If we were actually substitute the word martyr here, therefore, since we have such a large cloud of martyrs surrounding us, that gets rid of that image of these are people cheering us on, but no, these are people who have gone before us and the example they have given us is what encourages us. It goes on to say, so because of this, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Now, he doesn't specify what the hindrances are. and They wouldn't necessarily be the same for each person. Some people, one thing is a hindrance, where it wouldn't be for another person. So whatever would get in the way and trip us up from completing the contest, and what is the contest? Living out a Christian life, living by faith. So lay aside anything that's going to get in the way and the sin that so easily ensnares us, because sin gets in everybody's way and it ensnares us. That is, prevents us from running. He says, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. This race is a metaphor for the Christian life, living by faith. Continues in verse 2, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So the word pioneer is basically meaning the forerunner, the one who's gone ahead and shown us what faith looks like. But keeping our eyes on him, he is the goal. So when you're running a race, you need to keep your eyes on the goal. Keep your eyes on Jesus because he is the goal and he's the perfecter of our faith. He has shown us what faith looks like and he is the one who brings to perfection our faith, completeness in Christ. Then he's for the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is surprising to see joy and cross together here, that he endured the cross for the joy that lay before him. Oh, Jesus uses joy quite a bit. In fact, at uh, the Last Supper in the Gospel of John, in John 15, 11, he says, I told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. A little later, still still in the Last Supper, in chapter 16 of John, starting in verse 20, he says, Truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no one remembers that she was in pain because of the joy of the person who had been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now. But I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy from you. Then a little later, in his prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, in John 17, verse 13, he says, Now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy completed in them. Several times he talks about this joy. What is the joy? Well, the joy is knowing God. Being in a relationship with God, being in the presence of God, that is the joy. And so his example is Jesus. Jesus went through more than any of us could ever imagine going through. 
because of the joy that lay before him. Similarly, Jesus talked about the Last Supper. The same joy lies before us. Verse 3, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, so that you won't grow weary and give up. So seeing what Jesus did should inspire us to be able to go through what we need to go through. The challenge is to hold fast, to persevere like he did. Now, if you look at this little passage here, in verse 1, the main verb is let us run. Then there are three helping verbs, participles, that explain how that's done. Having the cloud of witnesses, laying aside hindrances and sin, and looking to Jesus. So the main verb, let us run, and these participles, having, laying aside, and looking. So that tells us, what's his main point? Let us run. Run the race. Live for Christ. And how do you do that? You take note of these witnesses, and you put aside anything that's going to get in the way, and you look to Jesus. So we've had this history lesson of all these heroes of the faith. And what did they do? They persevered. Why? Because they had faith. And so what's he want us to do? He wants us to do a similar thing, to persevere based on what the heroes of the faith did, but primarily because of what Christ did. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time. Continue working through Hebrews.